Hey, what's up, dance fan? Welcome to another episode of The Session. We have a very special stay-at-home edition since we haven't been here and we're all staying at home nowadays during this pandemic. Uh, I'm Russ, a.k.a. Lock and Robin, your host, as always. And today we have two special guests with me, uh, Cliff Gabuti and Fred Briones. What's up, guys? How's it going? As you can tell, we're not in our normal studio. Well, I am at least. Um, but we are doing a Zoom call as everyone else is doing nowadays. And the reason why we wanted to do this... Um, this edition of, of the session is because of what's going on nowadays. Like it's, there's a pandemic out there. Everyone has to stay at home. Classes are getting canceled. Dance classes, you can't go out to them. If you're teaching, you can't teach. Um, and so what people are getting driven more towards are doing online classes, virtual classes, doing using Zoom or whatever, mostly Zoom kind of crashing servers and whatnot. But before, instead of me kind of talking about this, I want to bring it over to my special guest. So Cliff, what's up, man? How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Cliff, you were a part of Mind Tricks uh, Dance Crew, Jedi Mind Tricks Dance Crew back in the day. I'm not even sure if you called it Dance Crews back in the day. <laughs> Tribe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and also working at the Get Down Studio. Is that right? Yeah. So I've been, you know, Mind Tricks and uh, actually before uh, my, I joined up with the Mind Tricks crew, uh, I was a part of another crew called Roughnecks. Oh, Roughnecks, that's right. Yeah, and that actually, you know, um, our popularity um, drove us over to Mind Tricks, uh, kind of recruiting us. Um, but that was back in the 90s, so I've been part of the dance scene <laughs> for quite a few years, um, and it's been fun. Uh, I've been continuing on with uh, the dance scene, obviously. Um, and it's just that love for, for the whole community part is why I really stay here and try to provide as much support as I can. Even though that my age is kind of catching up with me these days, I still teach, um, but my body obviously is not as <laughs> fit there too. and healthy. Yeah, there too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you guys, you both you and Fred are located in the Bay Area, just so we can uh, put that out there. Uh, I'm in D.C., and you guys are over in California. So that's how we're doing this. It's pretty awesome. Fred, Brianna's uh, part of the Freestyle Dance Collective. What's going on, man? How's it going? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad um, I was able to be part of this um, podcast. Um, yeah, I mean, I've been in the dancing almost a little bit longer than Cliff. You're what, 50? I'm kidding. <laughs> no, <Get> but <laughs> uh, since the 90s, you know, uh, every city in the Bay Area had a crew had a tribe. Um, I was in a crew from the Richmond area called Bubala Tribe uh, for years. And, um, you know, even after that, when the whole dance crew um, kind of scene kind of died and the b-boy scene started picking up in the Bay Area, I've always been uh, part of like the dance scene. I used to choreograph for San Francisco State, um, a lot of the college dance teams then. And I kind of saw the rise of um, the college teams. I mean, I think I saw the first chain reaction routine at um, Friendship Games. And ever since then, I mean, I've, I've seen Cliff when he was performing at a young age and the the rise of the whole like dance crew, dance team started to pick up. And then I started a family and then kind of broke off from that. And once my son started getting into dance, um, he's 24 now, turning 25 on, on Monday, um, I was so amazed on what has happened in the time that I kind of like took a break and the fact that it continued, it evolved and it's everywhere. And, you know, didn't realize the influence on the Bay area on the entire dance scene. I mean, I know we were talking earlier, but yeah. you know, the, the crazy thing is 
how like uh, teams like Cliff's teams or Mind Tricks or uh, Housing Authority here in the Bay Area has influenced so many dancers, dance teams. Um, it's really crazy and amazing. Um, but um, now I don't dance. I'm a retired dad. Uh, <laughs> so my, I, I drive my daughter. My daughter takes classes with Cliff. Um, she's in the freestyle dance scene out here. I work with the youth um, and with the Freestyle Dance Collective and kind of some support and promote freestyle dance in the youth here in the Bay Area. Hey, that's, that's awesome. Much respect. Uh, I'm kind of where you are or where you were. I'm kind of taking a break where, you know, um, I was dancing before really full time and then got married and then it kind of just all went downhill. After yeah. that, kind of relaxing. But now, you know, I'm trying to keep up, trying to do this podcast and, and this website. So uh, we got two OGs in the house today. You guys listening on podcast. Um, so let's get into it. The reason why. The reason why I wanted to guys or bring you two on here is because of what you guys are, you know, started recently, maybe in the past week or so, uh, online on Facebook um, with this uh, tech support group online on Facebook, uh, and what you guys are doing. Um, in fact, you know, instead of letting me or instead of me telling you what you guys are doing, why don't you guys kind of explain um, what you guys uh, are doing with this group? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, okay, um, so ever since the you know the staying home order uh here in california uh was in effect we obviously um the get down studios started uh having to teach online classes <clears throat> and then just within testing alone we haven't i don't even think we even did our first one like i already started seeing some of the problems and talking with fred back and forth since we're both kind of in this you know um audio visual kind of spectrum and everything uh we started talking and just trying to see like okay what's going on here and with that it just kind of kept on going after the first set of classes happened we started hearing from all studios and all dance uh dancers because a lot of dancers out here um actually hold their own classes aside from um uh mm -hmm. you know the studios and everything so studios may have a little bit more you know um openness as to like you know what to use or anything but it's a lot of you know single or solo dancers that are trying to do their own classes at home as well for right. their own personal use and just hearing all this experiences and problems that they're running into you know just got me and fred going at it and uh, i'll let fred take over in a second but fred's actually the one that initiated the group and I came in after. So what? Uh, so Fred, what actually drove you to actually start the Facebook group? Yeah. So I started using Zoom back in 2013 um, at the university that I work at here in the Bay Area, and it was basically a free video conferencing software that we used to kind of have professors. The first one we ever did was I think it was Steven Spielberg. He was somewhere in his Hamptons home. <laughs> And sorry, is it okay for me to use Steven's name? <laughs> yeah, <man>. But um, <laughs> and it was my first thing that I had to do. So I had to figure out what to do. And it was horrible. I mean, we couldn't even, there, the share slide, share media, uh, share video. It was, you can only talk. We only could do what we're doing now. And the audio was horrible. And anyway, fast forward to now, and we use it for lots of meetings, um, remote users, but we mm -hmm. were not using Zoom 100% um, to hold virtual online classes because the software alone, 
something like Zoom, BlueJeans, or WebEx, it's mm-hmm. not meant for that interactivity the way we kind of want it to be, right? Right, right. And so when we first did, I was like, cool, students are using it, dance, dance studios are using it, but hold on, how are they going to do the synchronous class? Because I already knew there was lag just by mm-hmm. talking. How are they going to play music? Wait a minute, are they going to use a speaker? And then I, I you know, I, I remember um, even before the first class that we, my daughter took, I noticed is like, wait up, there's that echo cancellation. There's all this technology behind it. How are people, how are the teachers going to teach an hour class when there's so many tech problems, even by just talking? And I don't think I even talked to Cliff yet at that time. And, um, you know, uh, I think after that, me and Cliff talked and I was like, dude, there's these problems with Zoom. I think people aren't even realizing Um, and, you know, with Cliff's background and just us kind of like going back and forth, we kind of said, man, we got to try to fix this because it's not going to work. And these people, I think in the um, Bay area, and I want to say most families, that connection of, um, being in class with students, being in class with a teacher, we need to fix it because we can't just start posting YouTube videos and doing on demand. We have to fix this kind of, um, issue with the interactivity and two-way communication before it gets bad and people just say screw it I'm not taking any classes I'm not paying for classes and next you know the dance schools close down and um, you know nobody's dancing anymore so I think that was it and the connection you know me and Cliff are friends and one of these things where we're like dude we got to do something I mean and using our backgrounds together I mean we're like hey dude let's put a group together and I think it was that a week ago, Cliff, or uh, a little bit over a, a week, over right? A week. Yeah. And then now we have a little over a hundred users and we don't even know where everybody's from, but obviously there was a problem and we wanted to kind of get ahead of the game and kind of say, look, man, let's help everybody out and let's try to do this because we're going to be in the shelter in place for a while. And mm-hmm. so we got to solve this problem before people just give up. It's awesome because like, and me kind of just uh, being on, you know, the interwebs, surfing social media websites, uh, whatever, or Facebook, Instagram, all that, all that jazz, people are getting, you know, getting driven to using whatever means possible to, to stay afloat in this economy right now. Um, you know, stimulus check aside, you know, however, whatever that means to you. Uh, so, and, and, and that's like, you know, use zoom and, all I want to do is just show, show, teach a class. They may not be able to interact, but, and I don't, I may not have anything but my phone or my laptop. And I just want to, I just want to dance for everyone and kind of have people join, you know, some, most of the time it's almost free. I think most of the, or uh, when people host their own stuff, it's free because they don't know how to charge people per se, you know, and then send a link in, in, in response to that. Um, so what you guys are doing, it's pretty awesome. Um, and just want to shout out what the Facebook group is so we can get that 100 people to more. Not that I want to overload you guys. <laughs> uh, so the Facebook group name is called Live Streaming Online Dance and Music Class Tech Support Group. Check it. I'll put it, I'll put it in, in the description below so you guys can, can find it. But that Facebook group, again, is Live Streaming Online Online Dance and Music Class Tech Support Group. <laughs> On Facebook, um, is, there, is there a link you guys, that you guys uh, have that might bring you there? Uh, there is a there is one. Um, actually, I just 
changed it last night and the whole name wouldn't fit. So <laughs> you actually just take group out of the name and plug it in on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash what's the name again, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> Live streaming oh online dance and music class tech support. <laughs> yeah. So leave out the group and you'll be able to find it that way. And it's it's open. So if, if they just search for it, they'll find it. We'll add them usually. I mean, uh, me and Cliff are online like 24-7. So definitely mm-hmm. we can add them. And, you know, it's not just for the Bay Area. I mean, we want people from all around because, you know, I mean, we provide – Cliff has provided lots of blog articles, tutorials. He's put in work. But let's say I mean, someone might have a different solution or um, that, that fits oh, yeah, them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so definitely hit us up, post on there. And uh, we want to keep it engaging. I know, I mean, we we put a lot of like articles and blog posts there already, but we want to keep people engaged. We don't know where it's going to go, but obviously there's people who have issues and we don't want it to always be issues. We want people to post like, oh shoot, thank you. This has, uh, this works for us. And if we can keep that going, you know, uh, someone mentioned um, on one of the webinars we had is by going and showing proper Zoom settings, it's given her, what was it, Cliff, like two to four hours a week of extra work that she's getting paid for now. So we didn't oh, think it's awesome. going to create jobs right. or something yeah. like that. But sure. I mean, I didn't even think about that. That's awesome. But now yeah. it's given her an extra four hours of income. And, or I don't know how much it was, but still, I mean, it's, it's, that was like, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> it's, and, and that's really good. So like, um, let's, let's kind of get into it. Like, um, I don't, I don't want to get too deep into how you guys, sure. or all the solutions that you guys came up with, yeah. but, uh, here, here's what I will do. I'll, I'll ask, uh, what are the top issues that you guys see, um, that, are, that most people are facing nowadays when it comes to teaching these online classes, whether it's with Zoom or Facebook Live or IGTV or something like that? Yeah, so uh, with with Zoom in particular, and obviously a lot of the um, studios are using Zoom so that, you know, they can still generate their income and, you know, sustain their business. Um, so with Zoom being the dominant uh, platform for studios and also dancers that are trying to support themselves, it's always been about using that internal microphone uh, as mm. your primary source of audio. <clears throat> and, you know, a lot of dancers, you know, we don't got money to be buying all kinds of equipment and gear. Um, in the music scene, it's a little different. Uh, a lot of DJs, a lot of producers, you know, they have a lot of this gear already too, right. you know, <laughs> right. but um, there's still problems uh, uh, across the board, even with music classes. Um, so, with with that in mind, you know, it, the first problem was always the quality of audio, uh, you know, that they're receiving uh, just from the internal mic alone. And because a lot of dancers has, you know, running speakers uh, in the back, the background, well, Zoom's video conferencing settings are set for presentations. And so you only want to hear the presenter. Right. You don't want to hear all that background noise or anything else that's mm-hmm. happening in the background. And so by default, you know, it's going to try to knock out that. Well, for dancers, it's going to knock out that background music. And that's what they need. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So that was the first problem. And to solve that, uh, what a lot of people started using was in Zoom, there's a share feature. And you can share your desktop as well as right. 
the sound coming from mm-hmm. your computer. So people started using that and said, oh, man, the music sounds awesome now. But there's a problem. <laughs> Generated the second a delay issue. now, right? Correct. So that whole desyncing issue was another thing. And then, of course, you know, um, I actually talk a lot about that in the webinars that we've done, as well as, uh, you know, part some of the articles that I wrote as to the technical background as to why. Because, unfortunately, a lot of people were just kind of, like, dealing with it. And they say, well, that's just the way it is. Well, you know. As tech geeks, you know, we want to solve these things, right? It's like, no, it's not good. Like, you know, I want to, I want to fix this for people so that we can enjoy the experience, right? Mm-hmm. And, and we even hear it from some of our students at the studio too. Like, there's mixed feelings, right? Some of them said, oh, yeah, I can deal with it. Um, but those are probably the guys that actually, you know, are used to taking classes and, you know, they're, they're on that intermediate advanced level of, um, you know, dancing already. So <clears throat> they can deal with it. It's the beginners that are they're just like, mm, I don't know, I can't even learn this way anymore, you know, because I feel right. like I'm dancing off beat. Right. So that was the second uh, issue. And then, of course, all the settings we have to change in Zoom uh, as to what to do to kind of you know deal with these default settings. <clears throat> but now, after that share feature uh, and people started not using that again, you're back into the original problem, right? So not being able to hear the music. Yeah, it, and it's in the background, and then it's dealing with, well, can I put my speaker close to my laptop? But then now you can't hear me because I got to be away from my laptop, and they need to hear my instructions. So it's this back and forth fight between what do you want here more, the music or myself? Because you're not going to be able to hear both. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So. Okay, so man, it's, it's a lot to unpack because it is. I, mean, I mean, it's like it's like Fred said, like this was not Zoom was really not made for this kind of interactive atmosphere. I mean, it is in the sense of just quick, you know, conversations back and forth where one person talks, there's a delay, but people pause and then they talk back and then you know back and forth on that in that response and maybe sending PowerPoint slides or something like that, something stagnant and not really moving all the time or not audio processing all the time so how can you make it easier for these for you know these teachers or these yeah primarily teachers who are trying to um get to their students or teach for their students um and what and when i say the easiest way what's the cheapest way wow yeah you know i think the first thing um because i think we me and cliff approached it in a kind of like Two, two, two different ways at first because I think we we're like hey Cliff let's just you know we could use like an external mixer and you know USB yeah we got that and you know we could do like a lavalier and bypass the the uh, computer and use the sound card on these mixers and we were like oh cool but how many people have a mixer <laughs> how many people have lavalier mics and then wait a minute shipping you can't get anything <laughs> right. for That's another right. month about that. and so Jeez. Luckily, Cliff, with his background in, in even like gaming and, and streaming, he had some ways to do it on the PC, not so much on the Mac. And then that's where Cliff didn't sleep for the past couple of days and kind of figured it out. And I'll let him talk about it. But I think, you know, we have a viable solution for Mac users. There are uh, one for the PC, but this is all for free. And so I'll let Cliff go ahead and talk about what happened and how he came about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's just a combination of like techniques. Um, I mean, Russ is into gaming too, and like he's you know mm-hmm. he knows Don't, a lot. It's about not it. about me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it is a it, it's it it was just a combination of knowing where to look for resources because if you just look into the dance community resources out there, you're just gonna get false information. Um, actually, Fred showed me a few videos of them talking and and seeing if this solution would work, and it. They were they were on the wrong track of looking and approaching the problem, um, but if you look into the gaming world, you know they're high on streaming. I mean, yeah. Twitch yeah. has taken off, you know, <laughs> and there's you know even Facebook and and YouTube, you know, they're they know now that the live scene is all about gaming, and so their you know focus was starting to go just for gaming. I think it's uh, Facebook, right? Facebook Live. They they mm-hmm. have Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. But then they have a Facebook gaming section right, just only to get people off of the, <laughs> off of the live use for the reasons. But yeah, go ahead. yeah, right. So that's that's the whole thing. It's like you know, look to where like there's a lot of resources to use, um, and it's definitely in the gaming world because they're the professionals at this at the at this point. And so it's just really like a ton of research, right? Like trial and error. I I must have gone through at least like. 30 different cases and tried them all, you know, um, and then kept on going. And that's just on the Mac side. Like, you know, Windows side was kind of easier because, um, you know, obviously most gamers are all PC Windows mm-hmm. users. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of an easy solution. But it, it was the Mac world that it was just kind of crazy. And, and then it's funny because I had to use multiple resources to understand um, like what's Mac doing uh, on the OS side and what they're locking down that's preventing me from doing stuff like on the on the PC side. So with that in mind, I was just like, okay, I can't just use the gaming world of resources because they're mainly PC. So right. I resorted to the the pro, uh, the DJ and producer world. And so in the combination of two, because, you know, the the music industry is mainly Mac, you know, Mac mm-hmm. users out there. Right. So the combination of the two is really what made it work for me. And it was just finding what they were doing on uh, the gaming world and how they were achieving this. And then just trying to find out on the music world, what were they using uh, what platforms were, or software they were using that can, you know, basically achieve the same thing that the Windows guys are using. And so with that, I was just kind of testing all these things. And, and finally, just one night, I think it was like 3.30 in the morning that I messaged Fred. I was like, yo, I found it, man. <laughs> Dude, I was still stoked. Yeah, for real. So, yeah, it, it, that was the the... The hardest part was the Mac side, and, and again, in the in the dance industry too, everybody wants to be on Mac. You know, yeah. me personally, like I'm both. Like I'll yeah. always support both, and it's like you have to know both if you want to be any part of a, a you know a tech guru. Um, you know, just understand just tech in general. So it doesn't matter whether you're a fanboy of this side or a fanboy of that mm-hmm. side. Understanding both is what really truly gets you ahead in the game, and yeah, so. It was it was awesome when I found it. I was just like, "This is it!" And I hope everybody from here on out is gonna like enjoy their experiences from from now on. Whoever uses these methods, and these uses these techniques, I guarantee 
your, their students are going to have a much more enjoyable time doing these online classes. And you, you, well, don't leave us in suspense. What's the, uh, what's the app called? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, the, cliff, the cliff method. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of um, the first one is called I show you capture. And mm. I believe I forgot what the equivalent is on the windows side. Um, but it was mainly developed for Mac to capture um, just any sounds that are coming off of your, your, your computer, right? Okay. Yeah. But the trick now is how do you get that into Zoom? And Zoom's problem was the whole issue of just it's it only accepts uh, two channel left and right channels. in mm-hmm. But you need to get the mic and additional music in there, which causes more channels than two because your microphone usually eats up channels one and two. Um, and even, I mean, most USB mics or internal mics will always eat up, uh, two channels, especially on MacBooks. Um, some other ones, I think they configure it over to where it's only mono, um, on, on PCs or, or, you know, Windows laptops. Um, but on the Mac side, it does use a stereo, um, internal mics. So it eats up those t- first two channels already. <clears throat> and so the trick was, okay, well, how am I going to get the rest of the channels in here, you know, with music? So we're using uh, we're using a free um, uh, routing mixer called LaudioCast, and that can be found in the App Store. And so what that does is that you can mix multiple channels and inputs into a single two-channel output. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So that way Zoom can accept all that. You just change it over to that iCapture card LaudioCast um, uh, in Zoom, and boom, you get all the clear and clean audio that's coming directly from uh, your computer straight into the mic input channel in Zoom. Yeah. Dang, that's pretty cool. Um, does that affect, uh, I guess, like if they were to pump it out of their headphone jack to, to speakers at that point? Right. So by the settings, so, <laughs> yeah. so getting in a little deeper into the solution here, you're basically updating. You also have to update um your sound settings and you have to kind of like group them all and oh, on, a, on a Mac uh, it's called audio MIDI setup and that's native to the OS where you can uh, aggregate and uh, combine di- uh, a multitude of input or output devices into one uh, group but those even though you group it in there uh, in the OS you still have all of those multiple channels so yeah it, um, apps and other whatever you want to use it for uh while it'll recognize it as one group you still have the problem of all the channels in that group so you're not combining the channels you're just combining the group as a selection sure it's LaudioCast that actually then lets you combine the channels all into a single two channels or one channel even thing and you i think you released it today right you or you made um uh, a little uh blog blog post uh, article about that uh, not an article. Uh, I actually did a, a YouTube tutorial on this one. Oh, even even better. Yeah. Um, and this is all you can. This can be found on your website. Uh, I, yeah. So, um, I Just do have a website. Don't want to like rewind this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, the uh, my YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me at uh, Get Down with Cliff. And from there, um, I, I actually have two channels named Get Down With Cliff, my primary one and my brand one. So the brand one is actually more uh, on the dance and music scene. 
um, I'm just kind of using the other one as more of a starter and just kind of tech post and um, just discussions about dance in general. So sure. if you find two of them and you don't find them on the first one, find, go, to uh, one. <laughs> yeah, go to the other one. Unfortunately, there's two of them out there. So it's, yeah, it's kind of nuts. But um, so you'll find just a few videos. Uh, our webinars are posted there as well as um, I'll start, I'm starting on some new YouTube tutorials and stuff just to kind of better experience for your classes, how to make them a lot better, how to, you know, kind of play around with other software like OBS. So my next kind of group of videos that I'll be posting is just more of using OBS with Zoom mm -hmm. to kind of liven up your whole experience, you know, um, instead of just having a webcam, we can have all kinds of ads even if you want to sell some ads. <laughs> yeah. Oh but, boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um, so I also have a website and that's where I actually have my blog at. Um, and that's where I post all the, the actual technical articles. And what's good about that is I'm actually making cheat sheets because in the dance world, um, you know, there's not many tech savvy people. And so they kind of need more guidance and something to carry around with them. So on my blog, um, you'll, you'll be actually be able to find some cheat sheets for you to just kind of have on your phone. So when, mm. when you start class and when you end class, you actually have something there to just follow along instead of having to go back to my video or you know, right, go back right. to the Facebook group and trying to find right. a post, right? Yeah. So uh, the blog um, and my website is actually uh, um, at, what is it? Getdownwithcliff.wixsite.com forward slash getdownwithcliff. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's a free, yeah, it's, it, it's a free site right now. I haven't. Yeah, free free is better right now free for everybody good. nowadays. Yeah. Um, and we'll put links in the description to to everything, to the Facebook group, to his blog, to his YouTube channel, to to everything you guys are listening to nowadays. Um, if you're on podcast, then just try and remember <laughs> what, what you're listening to. <laughs> Otherwise, you can go to the Dance Fan website and then to the to the YouTube channel and whatnot and find it all in the description there. Uh, so that's awesome what you guys are doing what you guys are finding i have a quick question a kind of um well it's not necessarily quick but kind of an overlying issue with the way things are going nowadays with these zoom classes how do you think how do you think this will affect um the dance community moving on so say even you know say even like the stay at home order it gets lifted and everyone gets back to some sort of uh, normalcy do you think like this will still kind of continue for those who don't have the opportunity to teach in a studio or whatnot are you talking about um doing online classes yeah. and yep. the social distancing i mean yeah. you think about gosh you think about like just taking class you're just taking class and that's it you're done but I'm even thinking about like the dance teams or how, how are they doing this? How are they oh, yeah, even man teams. managing this? Like, what about these competitions that are happening? Um, mm -hmm. I know right now a lot of the the convention scene for the the studios and the competitions. That's how they make their money. I mean, right. I, I don't even know how that's going to even get better because that's a lot of the income. But what about the dance teams at the studios? Where are they going to practice? How are they going to practice? How are the organizers going to even deal with this? Because they're being impacted, right? Um, um, I know most of the dance competitions have been canceled out here on the West Coast, but where do they practice? And how can you practice 
doing this through Zoom because I mean, what's the average dance team? Twenty or yeah, or, or more? Twenty to forty. The four, right? The forty. I mean, I forgot about that. My bad. Yeah, um, <laughs> fifty, sixty. Um, but yeah, I, I don't even know how that's going to happen because you know we talk about the science. The science behind this whole um, pandemic is they're not even sure when it's gonna we're gonna have a viable um, treatment or vaccination, right? And so I think we're going to have to always be worried who, who's going to, maybe people don't want to go back to the dance studios. People might not want to be six feet apart. How do you do that? And um, I, I don't know, um, but I think it's going to have to, uh, you're going to have to rely on tools like Zoom or something, you know, um, maybe um, you do on-demand videos and you post it and that might be a little bit better. And then, you send feedback to the um, instructor or the choreographer and make adjustments that way. I, I have no clue. And I think um, right now um, it's going to come up. It's going to come up, I think, because I had a question for somebody bef- uh, recently and I said, how are you guys even doing rehearsals? And they said, we're not, we're not doing rehearsals. And um, you know, I, I don't know. Um, out here, I think we're still in shock that it's even happening. Um, right, right. And we're all just like kind of worried, you know, financially too, right? Um, um, th- we want to keep all the studios. We want to keep all these teachers, um, dance teachers, uh, music teachers somehow employed. We, we don't, we, we, I think a lot of uh, here in the Bay Area, at least, people are doing fundraisers, donations, buying class cards three months ahead. Um, just to kind of like help support them because when we we do come back to some type of normalcy we want these we want these places that we call home to still be there there, we want to do it because if not oh my god let's go back shelter in place because (laughs) you know and it's like we we want and that that's for me personally as a dad um and um part of the community um that's why i think what we're doing um needs to be done we don't care how how late we're up because if we don't do it it's just going to stay you know or there's going to be misinformation Mm -hmm. so i think one of the things that if we can help alleviate that stress and keep people going because i think the whole stress level for everybody uh people um is kind of driving people mad and kind of like that's not good and so if we can alleviate that by kind of providing kind of like start here and then choose the way you want to go. Um, let us worry about that whole thing, the, the tech side. Just keep teaching. Try to figure out a way to keep it going. Maybe not an hour class. Maybe because I don't know if kids' classes are being taught right now. That's the one thing I'm concerned about in the whole dance community. The adults are doing it, but the kids, I know schools that are not teaching kids' classes just because it's so hard to teach online this way. That sucks because the kids, the youth are the ones that are going to keep this going because you need the kids, you know? Um, And so that's another kind of topic, but. um, And I I can speak to that at least um, just kind of personally, I know someone and, and actually Cliff, you know, and two magic Mike, well, one of my, one of my boys teaches at a studio and I was talking to him last night when I was testing the zoom stuff uh, to to interact with my gear, um, which thank you, by the way. Uh, Um, he said he just got back from teaching a, a Zoom class for his kids at his dance studio. So I know there are people out there 
that are actually trying it and you know right. wanting to at least so it's it's fortunate to hear that that much at least yeah and so um also uh kind of want to add to the that question there too is uh fred uh, we were kind of talking too before like what do we do after right can this be used after and the so some of the things that we were kind of like thinking is that well why do studios have to be just local anymore at this point mm-hmm. right? you know uh, we have um one of our friends uh wacko you know he just recently was uh taught a class uh that was where was it toronto or texas I forget it. He did. I, I know he did. He did one in the East Coast, New York, and yeah. then, uh, he does his West Coast over here. So, I mean, a yeah. lot of people are taking his class that couldn't ever take his class. Yeah, right, right. So, you know, you can. It, why can't this go nation or even worldwide? Even sure. why can't I teach at the studio in New York this way? You know, if we mm-hmm. can solve all this tech. You know, why can't I teach at multiple studios all this way? I mean, it doesn't have to be where your students are home. The students can actually go to the studio and the instructor can be the one actually on the camera. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's first first, uh, in the sense that say that the studios do open and we get back to 100 percent normal. If one of the students gets sick and doesn't want to go to the studio, yeah. that student could still be at home and take class at that sense. If you guys still do the live streaming in, in you know, um, in addition to the, the live stuff. For Personally, I mean, I'm, I'm happy as a dad who spends money on gas. I mean, <laughs> no, no. I mean, we before, like, we have to make a choice out here because in the Bay Area, almost like in L.A., um, um, 15 miles is what an hour and a half it it, it takes a long time so you know um we're my daughter trains over at the get down um but you know she's taking classes other places but we can't because of driving but now she can go to city dance classes in san francisco right after she hops off a class i mean we're, we're here she can take a class from you know choreographers la new york and wait we didn't have to drive anywhere but now we're doing things we couldn't do so there's mm-hmm. kind of like this whole silver lining or kind of like a, how do I say, we're making something good from a bad situation. Right. But yeah. yeah, you're right. We, we talked about like, what do we do after, man? I, I, I don't want my daughter to lose out on these opportunities now since we're back to normal. It would be great to maybe think about the game plan using technology like this or hardware to say, hey, you guys might want to think about this as a new revenue stream because... <sighs> I think that I want I want my daughter or 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 dancers to be able to take classes everywhere, and so that would be kind of dope if we can kind of get ahead of the game, because I know people are worried about now, but you got to think about the future. Wait a minute, let me let me continue to have these online classes. Um, I don't know how it's going to be done, but I think that's going to be that's the next step. Obviously, keeping the studios open now, supporting the community. But after let's let's keep this kind of like open kind of community where shoot I can jump on a New York class at three o'clock and then I'm gonna go to my class here in LA and then I'm gonna do my homework uh, I'm gonna go outside uh, but I think there there's something here that obviously it was a problem but wait a minute this can be something where later on this can be another revenue stream or opportunity for dancers. Yeah, for sure. And um, well, actually, the website, uh, Steezy, they've been doing it for a while in the, right. in the sense of offering classes. 
it's mostly on-demand stuff. Actually, I think it's 100% on-demand stuff. So it kind of loses the the interactiveness sense of things. But if they could find, if or if anybody could find a way to kind of bridge the whole social aspect of dance, you know, along with the with the tech industry, then you know, then you'd be on to something really, really magical at that point. Because oh, yeah, now I mean, even with Zoom, like when I was talking to Mike yesterday, he said that yeah, he he has to mute all of the all of his students because they're kids, and they're all going to be wanting to jump in and do whatever. And kind of distract from the actual uh, teacher. So, yeah, if if you guys can uh, come up with something, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. we're working yeah, on Cliff. it. We're working yeah, on Cliff. it. Yeah, Cliff. <laughs> but actually, to kind of bring it back a little bit too, is that um, you know when I was first thinking about like how we're going to solve all these issues, I started just looking away from Zoom, right? And mm. Thankfully, the owners at the Get It Done kind of was like, well, it is also about the interactive experience, right, that Zoom provides. And I was like, okay, well, what can I do to kind of combine the two? Even though that I was still looking at other platforms, you know, I, I just said, you know what, you know, we do need to keep that interactive experience going. And in a way, like what I plan to do is actually start writing some articles too about just how to kind of teach differently. And what I did actually on my last Top Rock class was I started just talking and teaching more about um, theory and your mindset in dance. And then also to coexist while you're dancing. So I gave them all these kind of different, um, how do you say this, like uh, case scenarios. Or I told them one time, like, you know, think of what a mime would do, right? You know, and just kind of. Imagine yourself. I want you to close your eyes and just imagine what would a mime do in these kind of situations. What if he he see uh, the mime sees a tree in the uh, you know in his walkway path? You know how does he get around it in that animated kind of sense of way? So it's not just motion and teaching dance in the yeah, sense of true. where it's it's got to be all just body movement and music. You mm-hmm. know, there's a mindset. Right. You have to you have to be right in the mind as well as in the body to be able to, you know, dance in this uh, new generation and new era. Right. Like, you know, I, I tell my students all the time, like, you know, when you're on stage or when you're performing or if you're in a battle, it's that 30 seconds of fame that you have. And you can be anybody that you want to be just like an actor right? Right. or an actress. Right. You are a performing actor and actress. Right. So your mind and your you know, your personality can flip, right? For those 30 seconds on stage, you can just be totally someone else, right? And it doesn't mean you have to be that way. Some people think that, oh, well, I don't want to do that because I'm going to start being that kind of person. Well, you got to remember, you're acting, right? So you're just there those 30 seconds. So if you're a b-boy and you're like hard and have that really, you know, harsh personality, that's just that time that you're performing. Mm-hmm. you could be totally the opposite when you step off that stage right so i, I kind of start teaching more theory uh in my classes um uh, and this this wasn't just from um you know this whole online class experience but it was beforehand right. too i just right. brought it over and right. so sure. i talk to my students a lot more on things so we'll take we'll stop for maybe like 10 minutes and we'll just talk about minds you know we're all tired already i teach a top rock <laughs> class so we're like burnt real quick you know after right. warm-ups take a five minute break just to drink water and let's talk right and then we can get back into dance 
So it's that combination in my own experiences that, you know, that's where you can have that interactive experience and where you're constantly talking and we can get back to dance and then we can talk again, you know, back, that back and forth. So while yes, for Zoom, we do have to keep everybody muted while we're actually instructing, we can easily turn that mute off and actually have a discussion at the same time. Yeah, and it'd be good, like, I, I'm in 100% like agreement with you in the sense of needing that mindset to be taught as well, because, you know, nowadays, in like, 80%, 90% classes, per se, you go in, you learn something, you learn a, a routine, and then you leave, without having kind of learning anything else besides the dance, or, you know, surrounding it. So it'd be interesting if this could be offered in addition to uh, the movement classes, as like a 30 minute class that you take online where you just kind of talk about dance and whatnot. That'd be, yeah, that'd be actually really interesting. You should, uh, somebody should do that. Anyone? Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, it's a good, <laughs> I mean, uh, Cliff would Cliff's point. I think, uh, a lot of studios who teach, let's say we talk about hip hop kind of don't teach the history, um, mm -hmm. behind like, shoot, wait a minute, you're using the word hip hop or like the dance styles or whatever. I mean, yeah. So, you know, if you can't somehow because of the technology, you can't have these little discussions or everything like that, you can have a 30 minute class, but somehow use something like Google Classrooms or some type of online platform and have like supplemental stuff. Yeah, Maybe exactly. uh, for let's say Cliff's Top Rock class, um, yeah, he talks about like the history already, but if someone can't or don't doesn't know it, um, shoot, link YouTube videos, have like a quiz, you know, have a whole curriculum there. and. Now you're touching something that you did not cover before. And I think as a student of dance, this is those opportunities where, you know, maybe you actually rethink the curriculum and actually um, have this. So, wow, I'm, I'm teaching much more than just dance. I'm if it's a ballet class, you talk about uh, or, or jazz, you, you history of like Fosse or, you know, some other dancers that I don't know their names, but, uh, you know, um, it, it's one of those things where, yeah, man, 20 minutes of choreography, but you have all this other stuff, these discussions that Cliff has or another dance instructor do it different. You know, I mean, you don't have to have an hour of choreography or, you know, but you can have these classes, maybe, Monday class is this or and, and I'm maybe talking about like even like the kids classes who have more frequency yeah. um, Monday is dance theory Wednesday is we're going to teach the combination Friday we do something where we all review we all go on um, I know Cliff has a site for all the dance kids the team to actually connect with maybe you do it like that even though your class is only a Thursday class do more yeah. um, and you know, that's a conversation you have to have with obviously dance studios, but yeah, do more. And, and I think it's going to be more rewarding because now when this um, pandemic is over or more contained, your students are going to be much more knowledgeable. Your yeah. students yeah. are going to be, wow, they're going it, to, it's going to be, Even you're gonna get, yeah, you know, and, you know, I know we're all thinking about this right now, what's, what's going on, sure. but you know, it, it, it that question kind of got in what Cliff said, got my mind thinking of, you know, even whatever we're doing here, 2.0, because I think it's it's a something that maybe the dance studios or instructors do. Because now it's like some people can't dance, you know, or some people don't have the ability to do that. But shoot, I'm gonna log into a class because somebody's talking about history of 
waltz or you know um, bachata or something like that i'm gonna go mm-hmm. in for that maybe i can't take the class but i want to learn the history and yeah. so now that's another student you didn't have before and so I, I think there's just so many possibilities it's just hard because some people don't know how to implement it or start so i think that's the challenge which is where you guys come in and like yeah. a lot of, this is a lot of food for thought and it's it's kind of yeah. awesome because of again like out of this nightmare of a of a pandemic we yeah. kind of find all the silver linings and stuff that we can kind of bring in to to the world afterwards you know and it's just a general improvement of the dance community you know yeah and it's i gotta say like you know after talking with you guys it's like it's 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 more encouraging to 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 see all these possibilities and see every how everyone's kind of responding to this where people aren't just sitting down like they want to get online they want to teach they want to take class it's it's so so hats off to you guys i take my hat off but i have headphones on i don't want to lose that (laughs) um but this is a good place to to call it quits um i want to thank you guys for for you know having this discussion with me um cliff fred thank you for coming on man uh guys yeah thanks thank you thanks for having us man appreciate it of course and um so cliff where can people find you um i'm gonna link everything again in in the description but you know just kind of give another spiel about where people can find you yeah so our our main facebook group if you want to learn more about the tech um that we're doing here for the community uh, is um what's that name again yeah (laughs) it's the live streaming online dance and music class tech support group l-o-m-t-g all right there's there's a lot of them and then uh also um i'm on uh i have my own facebook page at get down with cliff you can find me on there as well um my instagrams i have a few uh you can actually find me at cab labin that's my personal one feel free to add me but I also maintain a, a, a new DJ company that I'm starting as well called ISL nice. DJs or Imperial Sounds and Lighting. Uh, so you can find us under uh, Imperial underscore DJs on Instagram. Uh, we also have a website at Imperial Sounds. Uh, I'm sorry, Imperial Sounds and Lighting.com. Um, and you can find, us, find me there. I have a YouTube channel. Again, search me under uh, Get Down with Cliff. Um, what other channels do I have? Oh, the Get Down. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, the Get, Get Down. Down yeah, look it up. GetDownDanceStudios.com. We're in the heart of Japantown, San Jose. Uh, all at Biggest home. class, man. 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to take online classes, uh, we do offer um, almost all week. I think including on Saturdays now, too. So Monday through Saturday, there is an online class throughout the entire week uh, somewhere in in and whatever you kind of kind of learn. There's a lot of other dance studios here too. And actually, um, I've been trying to work on um, uh, combining everybody's online classes and just kind of you know that way, like we all know what's happening around in the Bay Area or oh, sure, like um, a big schedule. Yeah. So, and some people have already started doing it just for the specific styles, but I, I actually want to combine them all so that we all can take uh, everyone's classes and support each other on this. Yeah. But nice. I think that's all my channels. <laughs> I think so. Fred, uh, where can people find you, man? Yeah, so you can find um, uh, one of the groups that uh, I manage on Facebook, um, uh, Freestyle Dance Collective. Um, you can uh, learn about uh, battles around the country, um, what's going on in the freestyle dance community here in the Bay Area. But if you, you know, join the group, if you want to post um, kind of your event, um, 
you want to know what's going down in the freestyle dance community, um, look for Freestyle Dance uh, Collective uh, on Facebook. Um, um, the Instagram that I have a few too. So Freestyle Dance Collective, <laughs> that's that's the one for the freestyle dance scene for the youth. Um, uh, I connect with a lot of the dancers, not just in the Bay Area, worldwide. Um, and, you know, it's just a place for everything freestyle dance. Um, um, if you, you know, people on the East Coast want some fresh vintage gear, um, I also um, have a small business, um, fresh vintage wear. If you want that Adidas, Reebok, Todd One, um, Hill Figure Polo, check me out. Uh, free, nice. uh, fresh vintage wear uh, on Instagram. We ship worldwide, uh, so you can find me there. And we're always on the on the group, answering, um, you know, letting new members in and trying to make sure we kind of like. Um, help you know i mean i know we, we were doing like one-on-one -on -one tech support for you know the past couple days we don't mind doing that um just we just need some sleep but you know <laughs> I, I think w one of the things i want to say before we go is come to the group don't try to do this all yourself uh read the articles see what people have posted watch the videos at least it's a starting point i wish we had this starting point when we started and so check out the, the articles that Cliff has posted, some of the videos. And if it's a different situation, maybe we can help too. Um, but start there. Don't try to do it yourself because you'll have a headache. You might get frustrated. At least we take the frustration out of it. Hey, Fred, don't, uh, yeah. don't forget to plug Caitlin. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, uh, sorry. Um, uh, my, so my daughter, Caitlin, um, is, you know, one of the uh, freestyle dancers here in the Bay Area. Uh, she's actually, you know, one of the few lockers probably in the United States. Uh, she's just turned 14. <laughs> and, nice. you know, um, she's also you can find her at, gosh, I don't even know her Instagram, K underscore fresh underscore one. Give her a follow. But she's doing a project. Search for scrunchies dot by dot Caitlin. She's converted her scrunchie business and is donating um, masks for uh, frontline workers, doctors, nurses. She's making them with all her fabric. We're funding it all ourselves, taking donations. And so right now she's made over a hundred masks. She sews them. There's a pocket with, um, if you look here, um, the N95 um, PM carbon filters. Oh, cool. yeah. And so really nice. Um, and she's donating those all. Um, she spends, she over five hours a day sewing. Um, and it's been really overwhelming and, um, you know, we need to help these frontline workers. Um, so if you find her there, you want to purchase one for every mask you purchase, uh, we donate one mask to a nurse, a doctor in the area or abroad or wherever. And we, you know, it's a donation made in your name. So, you know, if you guys want to visit it, look for Scrunchies by Caitlin, um, on Instagram. Awesome. Thank you for plugging that. Um, and tell her we said thank you. Um, I want to plug again the Facebook group that they that they run. Uh, that this is all surrounding the live streaming online dance and music class tech support group. It is a okay. mouthful, but definitely check it out. And exactly what Fred said: don't try and reinvent the wheel every time you want to do something. It's all laid out for you. If you want to teach a Zoom class or if you need to for your studio, you know definitely check it out. And if you have questions, just post on there. And they're actually pretty quick about responding, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> I mean, not surprisingly, you know, it's awesome. Uh, so that's it. I'm, I'm Russ Santos, your host, AKA Lock and Robin. You can find me at Lock and Robin on Instagram. 
definitely check out the rest of our stuff, dancefam.tv, um, where you'll we'll see all the videos and you find all the links in, in the description of, of, of what they said. Uh, at dancefam.tv on Instagram and everywhere you can think of. We will see you guys, who knows, maybe at the end of all this. See you guys. Bye. Peace.